Welcome to Business Folks Live. We talk about crypto, business, tech, finance, and other interesting relevant topics to keep you up to date. My name is Carlos McCrary. I'm a co-founder of Business Plugs, and today we are joined by Jordan Smith, as always. How's it going, Jordan? Very well, Carlos. Let's get plugged in. Let's get plugged in. So, I mean, before I talk about anything, is there anything specific that you want to talk about today? No, nah, it looks like the euro's less than a dollar. We can start there for sure. Um, this gonna, I think this is going to continue. Uh, I think, let me see, it dropped down to 99 cents. The euro dropped down to 99 cents first time in over 20 years. Yeah, that's quite uh, interesting. I know a lot of companies are, who are device diversified there. Um, their business to other countries and other uh, regions, I should say continents, are really uh, having to make some tough decisions about um, just in, in general for the future because now the euro is worth less. So, I mean, I don't know. Are they going to raise prices in other places? It's kind of hard to do because inflation is already high. So uh, it's a really difficult um, situation right now with the euro dropping and other currencies dropping to the dollar as well. Definitely. Um, and Russia continues to affect, you know, not just Russia, but the Ukraine-Russia conflict continues to affect um, the oil in Europe. And I think this is going to lead to increased inflation. I know Europeans are already seeing gas prices increase. The U.S. natural gas price hit a 14-year record high. Um, even the PS5 prices in several regions are increasing due in global inflation rates. You know, and I also saw that the Poland prime minister is calling for reform, allowing countries to revert back to their natural currencies, leaving the euro. You know, what's really interesting about this is um, way back when France and West Germany um, were seen as rivals. And when they combined their coal and steel productions, you know, they basically made the European coal and steel community and this was established through France, West Germany, Italy, Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg. And this is like one of the reasons of how the euro got started. Um, so, you know, I, I won't go into it much more right now, but, you know, this is also, I haven't, we haven't spoken about China and how their COVID zero policy continues to affect the supply chain. So um, I think it's fair to say that we are in a recession no matter what anyone else is saying. Sure. I mean, the problem with the euro area is that, uh, I mean, you have a lot of different countries. And unlike the United States, where all the states are under one uh, central government, which also can be debatable whether it's a good thing or bad, but just the way it is. Um, but Europe actually is a collection of countries. So if one country is performing poorly, then, um, you know, I don't want to say it brings down um, other countries. But, I mean, it can be harder, especially in terms of currency um, because you can't sell your exports uh, for a cheaper price, essentially, if you have a currency that's just going to continue to be powerful or weak in a, at a certain point. It's just, uh, it definitely affects how you uh, how you do business as a country. I mean, I know most people don't think of countries as a business, but that's what it is. I mean, currency is a dollar. Like, that's, that's business. That's pretty much the United States' business, using the United States dollar. So, I mean, uh, I know there's some research I still need to do. I know Europe, Europe is getting closer to... Uh, used to uh, introduce their CBDC, their central bank digital currency. 
I don't know enough information about that at present to really uh, explain my opinion on it. Um, but we'll see how that whole project is affected um, if we continue to have issues uh, with inflation and, um, you know, with uh, with the European currency compared to the value of other currencies, especially the U.S. dollar. Uh, I got I got a feeling that we're not going to like whatever the European CBDC is coming out with. It's not going to be anything um, that we're excited about. Um, I, I'm not going to get my hopes up. But they do have to rush that out, in my opinion, because a lot of people, you know, not just the small people, but the banks, private banks, businesses, are seeing that, you know, the the euro and the dollar can be manipulated like no, no one's really seen before. Not to mention... What if Amazon comes out with their own cryptocurrency or Facebook or Tesla? Then they would have to compete. And uh, I think they're rushing to get ahead. But the people that actually know what's going on are already ahead because they're buying Bitcoin. Yeah, this CBDC conversation is going to be very interesting in in the future. A lot of companies are announcing that they're going to be coming out with a CBDC. The United States is really uh, hesitant to, like, rush a CBDC project because I know a lot of people are worried about privacy. I mean, it will definitely be better for the government, right? They can track and like um, make people pay their taxes better. Um, but in terms of a privacy perspective, I mean, people still like cash to an extent. Um, the people still like their privacy to an extent. And I think that's the issue with CBDC. It kind of reduces your privacy. And if people are able to, uh, pretty much uh, control or watch every type of movement that you do with your money, then we may see issues about whether people uh, will be start being, being more controlled um, by the government. But we do see that Circle has USDC that may make a, a case for a future uh, central bank digital currency. Um, I'm not sure if we really need one. I mean, the U.S. is, in fact, as you can see right now, the de facto go-to uh, dollar like that's the currency right now i know people are moving more towards other um options to hedge uh, like bitcoin but um i mean as it stands today the u.s dollar is the uh, number one currency and a lot of i would say most if not if i'm not mistaken um the vast majority of trade is done in u.s dollars to um to transfer value so um i mean i don't want to go too deep into usdc's uh usdc's uh, sorry, into CBDCs, um, but I don't think the dollar, the U.S., uh, United States is uh, rushing to do that because a lot of these other countries are actually trading with uh, Tether and um, Circles, USDC um, coming in at number second. And then we're starting to see more stable coins come out like Tron and what is it, Binance USD, um, and there are some others as well. Yeah, um, now you're... I think most of these uh, stable coins are ran on um, Ether's blockchain. So do you think this uh, merge is going to be successful? Do you think it's actually going to go through September 15th? Man, you're asking me. <laughs> That's a really, a really good question. So I don't know. I'm prepared for both. Um, I'm actually really on the fence because, uh, I mean, it's obviously been pushed back a lot for, and for a good reason, I think, because if they had rushed it and it's uh if it is a bad project, let's say it comes out and it's a complete failure, then Ether's price could plummet um, very badly. You see how fast uh, Terra Luna plummeted, right? Um, obviously, that's a different scenario. 
But if you look at Ether, um, Ether is kind of like known as like the go-to uh, currency besides Bitcoin, right? Ether has been the number two for a long time. I think it's pretty much always been the number two. Maybe it was overtaken by, uh, what was it? Was it Ripple at one point quickly, way long time ago for like a short period of time? I, don't, I might be mistaken and it might have been another currency. But Ether has pretty much been the number two like the whole time. So if this uh, fails, then it could have some really big uh, repercussions in my opinion. Um, obviously people won't not believe in crypto necessarily, but it could be a setback, um, for the short term. Do I believe it can be successful? I think a lot of people are really looking to get their, get their stakes out. Cause a lot of people have staked up, staked a lot of money, um, that needs to be, uh, removed. Um, and obviously, uh, if I'm not mistaken as well, uh, you can't pull out all of your money on the date of the merge. I believe you have to wait a little bit afterwards. Um, I don't know if that's like months, years, whatever, but everyone can just pull their stakes out. So we'll see over time how much people continue to stake and uh, how much people uh, continue to take out um, after time. If people are just because, I mean, if you think about it, the price is lower than what a lot of people staked at. So if we start seeing withdrawals and that means that the trust in the project is going to be down. So I know I've said a lot there and I know I've kind of danced around your question. What do I think if it will go uh if it will be successful or not, I literally have no idea. I think it's a 50-50 chance. Um, what about, you know, talking about Bitcoin is obviously Bitcoin's number one. You know, if someone were to ask you, you know, is there a brother to Bitcoin? Would you have a response for that? My personal opinion is at this moment, no. Um and I mean, I can give reasons for that, my, but my number one reason is because Bitcoin, nobody knows who the owner of it is. And I think that has a big, uh, I think that has a big um, reason, like kind of a big, uh, I can't even think of the word right now. But anyway, there's a, that's a big reason to why Bitcoin is uh, kind of unique and the fact that it doesn't have a C, it doesn't have like an owner. You don't know who's the owner of Bitcoin. Um, it's very secure because of its proof of work um, algorithm or consensus mechanism. Um, obviously, uh, people are worried about its energy. I think that's kind of be, uh, BS, I guess, in a lot of ways. Um, people are definitely pushing that narrative. Um, but there is a brother, maybe Litecoin, but we know who the owner is. So, I mean, the problem right now is we're very early. Um, it's hard to know which projects are going to be here and which ones are not. I mean, obviously, a lot of them have potential. Um, but, uh, in my opinion, I mean, I, what do you think? In my opinion, I think Bitcoin is pretty much, uh, standalone. Obviously it's not the best cryptocurrency, um, but it's, uh, really good because it's a good transfer of value and a lot of people recognize its branding. Uh, obviously nothing's ever going to beat Bitcoin. Um, I think if someone was looking for like a return, you know, cause Right now, you have to have a cement. You have to have a lot of money to invest in Bitcoin and look for a solid return. You know, I think I think Litecoin kind of competes with that. BNB competes with that. Um, I think that I think that's it for right now. Maybe Leash as well under the Shiba Inu ecosystem. But I think for number one, if someone were to ask me if there's, you know, a little brother to Bitcoin, I would definitely say Litecoin. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like getting a return, I have to definitely agree with that. I don't think um, Bitcoin's going to get the biggest return. Definitely not by a long shot in terms of all of these cryptocurrencies. 
But in terms of that being an established currency, it's like, I don't know, it's like investing in the dollar from my perspective. I mean, it's not like it's going to have the biggest uh, growth out of all these currencies. It's already pretty well established. And it's, I mean, what was it like a few years ago? Like when we first looked at, at least when you looked at it before me, but when we first looked at Bitcoin, for me, it was like $6,000. So what is that in like five years? Uh, a 5x return, something like that, 4x return. So, um, I mean, in terms of right now, getting the best return, obviously, maybe some other investments are more risky, but it's going to be more difficult to get. It's going to be, it's not going to be the best return by any means investing in Bitcoin. Let's just say that. You know, as much as we talk about get your, you know, get your cryptocurrency off exchanges, it may be worth it to, because I missed the boat, it may be worth it to invest in some of these exchanges who have their own token, like uh, KuCoin or BitMart. I missed the boat, excuse me, I missed the boat with, I think it was the Binance coin. Because it's looking, KuCoin is only like $9.75. You know, that's a steal. I have to apologize. I went out there for a second. I got a phone call. Um, so all I heard you say was that KuCoin was pretty much a steal. It, we have to check out these exchanges. Uh, I'm looking for BitMart's price. You know, as much as we say get your cryptocurrency off exchanges into a cold or hot wallet, you know, it's not your key. If you don't know the keys, it's not your crypto. You know, I think uh, investing in exchange cryptocurrency is not a bad idea. It's a solid investment. I would put my money there rather than put it in a stable coin. But like BitMart's tokens at twenty cents. I'm like, market cap's around thirty-five million. Yeah, that's that's a very solid investment, in my opinion. That's solid. Well, yeah. In terms of exchanges, um, I mean, obviously, you don't get any returns from stable coins. Um, but some people are using stable coins from other countries, I believe, who don't have access to the U.S. dollar. And that actually, in and in, in of itself, is a hedge against inflation for some of these countries that are experiencing large amounts of inflation. So I have to uh, rebuttal that just quickly by saying it really depends on your situation. If you're an American, then you have a very different perspective than someone from Venezuela, for example. Um, some people, like, they kind of need to preserve their wealth right now. And I don't know where this market is going to go in the next year and a half. I do believe... By the time the halving happens, when was it? Twenty twenty four, I believe, is going to happen. The Bitcoin halving that we will see a yeah, lot yeah. higher um, returns. Um, but I think people who are experiencing high inflation right now, they probably would have been fine holding U.S. dollars instead of other, even Europeans, <laughs> holding U.S. dollars ahead of anything else at this time. Um, but that, in the long term, like that's how I like to invest. I like to look at long term, not what's going to happen tomorrow, right? And I think you're similar in that regard. Um, don't want to put words in your mouth. But I think in the long term, uh, investing in some exchanges would be good because once a lot of these people start using exchanges more, start understanding the ecosystem, start becoming a part of this game. I mean, what did I say? Like a large amount of people in the world aren't even on the internet yet. And the only way that you can buy currencies if you don't, um, if you're not, uh, I mean, the only way you can actually buy currencies regardless is, through an exchange of some sort. I mean, unless you buy it from someone through cash, um, I'm pretty sure there are some other ways, but like maybe through a Bitcoin ATM or something like that. But the majority of people are going to buy from exchanges. So like an exchange coin, I think if you believe that exchange will be 
there for a while, it, it could be worth it. It could definitely be worth it. But you have to be careful um, because like Mt. Gox, for example, one of the earlier cryptocurrency exchanges uh, went bankrupt. And I believe, uh, who, what was the other one? There was one in Canada um, as well. I watched the documentary a while back, but that one also went bankrupt. So that's the only, uh, that's the only, that's the biggest risk I would say you have for some of these exchanges. Um, but like, if you look at exchanges like Binance and um, I don't know, I would say KuCoin, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I haven't done the research on KuCoin, but let's just say Binance just for the sake of argument, like Binance is going to stay here. Definitely. I, it, you know, as much as the U.S. Um, government and Federal Reserve continues to print money, I don't think we're going to see the real effect of this until after, you know, the Bitcoin halving. Because everyone, you know, not everyone, but most countries, you know, are really, like you said, relying on the dollar and for the dollar to survive. So it's not like the dollar is going to automatically lose value overnight. Yeah, so moving on, um, let me just talk about some headlines that I saw uh, this week. It seems like crypto was kind of quiet this week. I don't know if you had that same feeling, but not a lot happened um, from my perspective. Um, SEC, Gary Gensler, um, for those of you who don't know Gary Gensler, there's a class on YouTube called Bitcoin and Money. Um, it's for free on YouTube. Um, but Gary Gensler wrote up an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal, and he confirmed that he will continue to crack down on the industry. Um, so, I mean, because he, he had this class of Bitcoin and money before he was appointed as the head of the SEC, um, he, he, um, people pretty much thought that it was a positive thing because people in the crypto community were pretty optimistic. Um, but we're starting to see that, uh, yeah, it may, may or may not be a positive thing after all. Um, but it's really, really controversial and we'll see kind of how he decides to uh, move forward. What do you think about that? I think this reminds me of the wild, wild west. And you need to focus on getting your money now and let the laws and regulations, you know, give them some time. Um, look, look how long it took America to establish, you know, regular cannabis laws, you know, state by state, region by region. It took them a while. It's going to be the same way with crypto. Um, at some point, I think the U.S., you know, it really just depends who gets elected. It really does. Because we have some politicians that really understand the power of cryptocurrency and some others who understand it and want to keep their power. So, you know, we'll wait and see, but I don't think anything is going to be so drastic that it's going to stop anything. For example, that me or you need to do in the next five years. Yeah, I definitely hear that. I I think it's just going to depend. It's going to take time. It's really difficult to regulate, but I mean, me coming from the uh, cybersecurity uh, realm, I think it's going to be, it doesn't look like it's going to slow down. People are going to buy like what they believe is, you know, or not buy. They're going to find their way around. Uh, I guess, uh, what, what do I want to say? I mean, I really don't want to say like that cryptocurrency is only used for laundering because it's not. But I would say that a lot of people are exchanging it and there's good and bad reasons. But um, I guess what I really want to say is that it's not really an excuse because there is some criminal activity 
that it shouldn't be uh, used because criminal activity is used with the dollar as well is actually what my point is. Um, I mean, at least from you and my understanding, I know we had uh, this recently t- tornado cash would recently happen. Um, I think that's the biggest argument for coins like Monero and tornado cash because they are anonymous that I would, I would understand from my perspective why the SEC would crack down more on these, but um, Bitcoin it's very transparent, um, and a lot of these other cryptocurrencies are very transparent. I think that's what makes it uh, quite positive. I know there have been a lot of hacks where people had to return their crypto um, because uh, you know people notice or they see it on the blockchain and they won't accept currency from this wallet, or um, yeah, and then the people are actually uh, forced to kind of return the funds or I guess just hold them. So that's kind of the benefit. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to comment on that, um, but that's kind of how I how I see it. No, you can go ahead. Do you have any other statements for or headlines for this week? Yeah, so um, let's see which one. I think this is interesting for you because we've talked about this before. Tether has hired a major European accounting firm to provide proof of the assets backing USDT. So I'll say some of these bullet points I have here. So Tether cut their commercial paper. Um, which is basically risky corporate debt holdings, about 58%. Um, and half of the USDT in circulation is backed by short-term U.S. Treasury bills. And this could result in leniency from the government in the U.S. since Tether is helping to subsidize U.S. government spending through USDT. Um, Circles USDC and uh, Paxos stablecoin are mostly backed by some form of U.S. debt, but they're actually located in the United States. Um, the only reason Tether is complying is because people are starting to see USDC as being more stable than USDT. And that's kind of what something, something I was telling you in terms of branding. I mean, USD coin, I mean, <laughs> I like that's, that's top of the notch branding. Um, but this, uh, because people were starting to see USDC as more transparent, this is leading to more people cashing out USDT, uh, for USDC. Um, but this is changing now due to, tr- uh, Tether's transparency. Um, the last bullet point I have here is upcoming stable point re- regulations have more companies trying to improve their transparency. And the question is whether or not this will be enough uh, come September, because there's supposed to be a vote on a U.S. bill regarding stable coins. Yes, yeah, so and that's that's one of the bills that I'm interested to see, because, you know, they could crack down and say um, it's somewhat illegal to create a cryptocurrency that is similar to the U.S. dollar that you can gain a better interest, I think you can most places, than if you were to use a, a regular U.S. bank in any way. So I, I, I definitely expect the powers that be, you know, the banks, the, the U.S. government, to crack down on crypto, just like Canada's cracked it. Canada's cracking down. Um, what I saw something. I do not know. I have to verify this, but Canada may be basically they're allowing you to buy as much as you want of Bitcoin, Ether, Litecoin and Bitcoin cash. But you can only buy thirty thousand dollars worth of other cryptocurrencies, you know, so I expect all of these, you know, UK, Canada, Australia, France, obviously America. These companies, to, uh, be countries to band together and to crap, crack down on crypto before we see it before everyone invests. Because look how much money the U.S. government and all their allies are printing right now to fight this war in Ukraine. 
it's not like they're just going to let Bitcoin go to the moon. Yeah, it's uh, it's really, I think it's just a question of time. I mean, I don't, I mean, I agree. I think a lot of these, um, these uh, people who are making our regulations, so these politicians don't really understand crypto, which is understandable. They have a lot of other things on their plates that they're worried about. Um, but I think over time, um, the understanding of what this innovative uh, creation can do for the world um, will become more known and people will try and kind of understand like why uh, this is of uh, this movement's even happening. Um, I mean, you can see we've had uh, econ our economic system has had some ups and downs, and we see who gets the benefit sometimes at the very end. Um, when I say who gets the benefit, I mean a lot of the time financial institutions uh, getting bailed out and, and and people losing the preservation of their wealth. Um, so I mean, I think the system's very elaborate, and I think that uh, it's okay. Um, but that's just how the world works. Systems change, times change, people change. So um, it's just going to be a process over time. It's hard to know 100% what will happen, but I think we'll slowly uh, move forward. I believe crypto is something that people are coming into more and more. Um, I work in the IT space, so I think that more and more people are just going to become part of this movement of digitalization. And um, fintechs are on the rise. Governments are going online with banking. So I think uh, more and more people are just going to look for uh, other ways to uh, hedge themselves, uh, if you will. Definitely. Um, I definitely think, and it's not, you know, notice it, it's not like it's being announced, you know, on social media and through all these news outlets. But these Fortune 500 companies um, are definitely buying, starting to pay attention to Bitcoin. And I would say um, Ether as well. Definitely. I just mentioned, I mean, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago, BlackRock is now going to offer its investors uh, um, exposure to Bitcoin. And that's like the one of the biggest hedge or biggest, what is it, uh, investment funds in the world. Um, if not the biggest. I mean, I don't look at that market or look at that every day, but I'm, that's really big for, I would say that's big for the price or in like, what's the word, the adoption of Bitcoin. Um, but I don't know if that's going to be good for the overall goal of Bitcoin, which is this idea of decentralization. So, I mean, like I said, time is going to tell. I think adoption is inevitable. Um, but I, I don't what I'm worried about. And I hope that this doesn't happen. It leads back to kind of where we were before. It's just going to be different means to the end. So instead of everyone using dollars, the end ones using Bitcoin. Um, but it's still in the hands of the rich, which is something uh, <laughs> which would, would be unfortunate, but it's definitely a possible reality. Definitely. And, um, you know, I definitely have, before we go, I definitely have to say, you know, now's a great time to look into DAG. You know, for those of you who don't know, DAG is a decentralized network and a blockchain ecosystem. And it's advancing its mission to cryptographically secure the world's data by applying its blockchain protocol to the HDTP. Um, the U.S. Air Force right now has a contract with DAG. And it's going to help them secure all of their data. And it's, I think a lot of other companies are going to look to build off DAG and not um, any other cryptocurrency for the time being. That was another episode of Business Plugs Live. Thank you for listening. My name is Carlos McCrary, and I was joined today by Jordan Smith, our CEO. If you have any feedbacks or questions, you can reach us on our social media channels at business plugs or you can email us at info at businessplugs.com 
If you're listening on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell if you want to receive more time.